We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Happy Valentine's Day. It's the Tuesday, February 14th edition. This is a video that was made on August 1st of 2020. Lenar Young is the guy's name. And he said, when you're on hold, and then he put a video of him jamming out to that song for uh, two minutes. Pretty entertaining. Uh, The songs also gained popularity on TikTok as well. And then the song, the exact song for you're on hold music, appeared in a Bud Light commercial with Miles Teller. So part of my Monday was trying to take down Bud Light single-handedly on Twitter to no response. They stole the concept. Companies do this all the time. They stole the concept. I would hate to be associated with Bud Light. And that's why uh, the Bart Winkler hurry up whenever we do have one will not be sponsored by Bud Light. And I've said this before, I believe, that you know when I talk about a product it's something I use. I use the CBD, CBN gummies at Happy Place Hemp. I use the THCO gummies. I use Happy Place Hemp. I use them. I use their products. They've been helping. HappyPlaceHemp.com, promo code BART, 25% off. I eat Omaha steaks. I used to go to Perkins like all the time. I use the products I talk about. Uh, if I ever endorse Bud Light, that will be me selling out. I don't even I don't even know the last time I had a Bud Light. It's gross. I would hate to attach my whole identity to Bud Light. What an embarrassing thing that would be. Uh, I guess the last Bud product I had was Bud Zero. Because I was trying some alcohol-free beer. Shit's gross couple of things I did want to comment on related to the Super Bowl, and I got some voicemails here uh, as well. Voicemails always brought to you by Carl's Place. 402-915-BART is how you can leave a voicemail. 402-915-BART is how you can leave a voicemail. Carl's Place bringing you those. Carl's Place is the place for your golf simulator needs and setup and everything you ever wanted. If this is a dream of yours, it can be realized. You got your tax returns coming. This is a great thing to kind of reward yourself with. After the IRS took your money for a while and got an interest-free loan on your money, you can use your money on something that you like at Carl's Place, the golf simulator. Check them out, carloft.com backslash Bart, carloft.com backslash Bart. That link will also be soon available on my website being created by the guys at Sunant Interactive, and I use them too. Sunant Interactive, making my website, and I'm excited to eventually show that to you guys uh, and the couple of different things that we'll have going on there. Super Bowl thoughts a couple of days later. I'm still a little peeved about how it ended. Um, I guess we'll start with that first. I do have a voicemail from Spark Guy on it. So let me play this first. I'll react and then uh, we'll go from there. Hey, Spark Guy here. little uh, Super Bowl recap. Had some points to listen to the podcast, the live show on a podcast, but that couple weeks one really brings to light the competitive balancing that you always talk about MLB. It was all Patriots. Now it's all Chiefs. Competitive balance may have less to do with salary cap or whatever. You have a quarterback, you're, you're, you're out in the woods, and 
to hear that somehow the NFL has that portion figured out. No, they got a more entertaining product. So long-winded way of me saying it's further proof, hearing what you said, the Patriots will never happen again, it's happening again. MLB's problem is it's baseball, and that's about it. It's not salary cap or anything else. Now, uh, second part, Jalen Hurts, him, Sirianni, clowns, they'll never be back. And the whole idea that Hurts is unbelievable, dude dropped the ball. He literally just dropped the ball and gave up six points. Okay, first of all, Mahomes did that a couple of weeks ago also. Jalen Hurts clown, that's a take. Okay. They're a run-heavy offense. It's all gimmicky. They're going to change the rules and get rid of that quarterback sneak stuff. That's my prediction. Same prediction as after last year's Super Bowl. Burrow wouldn't be back. These two ain't going to be back. Sirianni's a clown and Hurts is a clown. And then finally, your take as an impartial observer, you said, that that penalty at the end was bogus and it ruined the Super Bowl. That was a totally legit penalty, and you guys are biased observers because you had no interest in the game. You watched that game, you were invested, and what you wanted to see was the ball in somebody's hands with 90 seconds left with a chance to try to win it. And that wasn't given to you. You wanted the game fixed and a clear penalty that was called, that that happened to not be called so you could have the preferred ending. Um he turned him. He twice grabbed him. Once he turned his hips a little bit, and that's a, that's a floating route. Like dude's got to run under the ball. Dude's six foot four, or whatever, shoots or whatever. Like he gets two or three more strides at that. That's a competitive play without that hold. So no, you guys are biased. You wanted to see it end well and uh, chalk another one up for uh, Chiefs and the guy who most deserved that win, Jackson Mahomes. So have a good one, Bart. <laughs> Smart guy. I guess, I mean, that's a good point that I was a biased observer. I said I was unbiased, but I was biased. I did want a, I did want a good game. I did want a thrilling finish. And we had a thrilling game for 58 minutes, and it was taken away from us at the end. Now, I argued on Monday's show that at that point, you don't call that penalty. I, I, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like the play with the Rams and the Saints a few years ago where you had no choice but to call that penalty. If you don't call that penalty, life goes on. Life life goes on. Like, it wasn't – I don't think it was that bad of a hold. Lazard got held worse a couple of years ago. You know, it wasn't – it didn't need to be called. And I think – and this is going to not play well, but I think if you're the – if you're Carl Cheffers and you call that, you need to go – you need to go and be like – you need to turn on the mic and say, guys – I'm really sorry. We're calling a penalty. I know this is a great Super Bowl. We just, we got to stay partial to what we believe are the rules. I'm sorry, but this is a penalty. First down, Kansas City. I just didn't like that he was like, oh, tweet, uh, penalty. It's the biggest moment of the biggest game of the year. And I don't think it was consistent. That, That was not being called a lot. It's like if you don't call holding all game and then the last play of the game, holding. It's like offensively. It's like it doesn't it's it, look, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And whether that's fair or not, I think I don't I don't think that if uh Spark Guy, if you and I talked that out, I don't think we'd come to an understanding. I think we'd get each other's points. I think we do right now, but I just I'm I'm yeah, I am. I'm bummed. I'm bummed. The Super Bowl was it was ruined for me. The Super Bowl was ruined. This is the last real football I'm going to get. Now for the next 8 16 weeks, I'm going to I'm going to watch the XFL and I will watch the USFL. And part of that is cuz it still gives me something to do on on DraftKings and stuff. But I I also am interested in the product. I'm interested in these spring leagues succeeding and nobody cares. So I feel like I'm going to watch football. I think one of my brothers will get into it. Uh I honestly like Tim Shea might get into it at McGuire's. I, but I I honestly Toby got into it with me a little bit, but I don't know. Like, I don't know anybody that matches my XFL, USFL enthusiasm even to, uh, like, 25% angle. I hate to do this uh, live, but as I'm taping, I just got an email back from Batteries Plus. Thank you for an interest in career with Batteries Plus. We have carefully reviewed the information you provided and at this time have decided to pursue other individuals for the social media specialist role. Batteries Plus. 
You guys ask me, Bart, are you going to pop up on a Milwaukee station again full-time? Brother, I can't even get a job at Batteries Plus. So, uh, <laughs> you can answer that question uh, for me. Oh, I got to take a second and, uh, and let this one sink in. I had a lot of eggs in the Batteries Plus basket. Oh, adios mios. All right. Let me breathe. Good time to tell you about uh, Omaha Steaks just because it's anything not Batteries Plus related. Omaha Steaks, like I said, I do get Omaha Steaks. Yes, I'll get a shipment here and there if I'm going to talk about them. But this is something that I've purchased many times in the past for ourselves and then also for a gift. I think what, a, what, what is common is, especially around Valentine's Day, you might have got the gift of meat, you know, with birthdays coming up. This is a big Father's Day gift or whatever. But, uh, you know, dad's birthdays and stuff, grandpa's. There's been times where you order it for them and then you're like, ah, oh, crap, that is a good deal. And I'm getting $30 off at checkout with promo code BART for this entire package. I, I think I'll have to I'll, I'll have to send one to myself as well. You, you buy a really nice gift for somebody, and then you're like, oh, man, I wanted that. So then you end up uh, doubling up. So that's why I use the promo code BART. $30 off your order when you check out. The promo code is BARTOMAHASTEAKS.COM. Again, I have used it in the past many times. The pork tenderloins are great. The filet mignons are really good. The burgers are great. And it's just a way to have like a – you know, sometimes you want to go out and, and have a nice meal, uh, but you don't want to go through the whole rigmarole and everything, and, and you can have that at home. And they are very easy to cook. The meat comes to you ready to go. You just cook it as long as you need to, throw a couple fixings on the side, whatever, uh, maybe get crazy, get the apple tartlets for dessert. OmahaSteaks.com. The promo code is BART. Use that at checkout. More Super Bowl re- batteries plus. Man, oh, man. That one stung. That one stung. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. A couple other thoughts. Melvin Gordon clapped back at a tweet. And I can't read my mentions right now because I got involved in the conversation. Melvin Gordon had a tweet. Well, first of all, Bolt Beat had a tweet. BB underscore Chargers. Melvin Gordon really was the kid in the group project who slapped his name on the assignment, but he got a Super Bowl ring out of it. Gordon was a Bronco this year, not a Charger. 
got released and then signed on the practice squad with the chiefs never played signed on the practice squad. He quote tweeted that tweet with a picture of him smoking a cigar, holding the Lombardi trophy in the locker room. Uh, Mr. Dedekumpo, so someone we know on Twitter, said, were they wrong, though? And I said, man's hands are on a Lombardi trophy. It doesn't matter. This is like my most liked tweet of all time. But I got a lot of people like, you know, it's just hard to read. the. There's there's 100,000 views on this tweet. And it's just me and the replies. That's what I'm realizing. Don't save my good tweets for just my standard Twitter. I got to jump on other people's accounts and tweet on there. 2,300 likes, all right. But a lot of dislikes. And there's an argument about, does Melvin Gordon deserve a Super Bowl trophy? I think what what's more, what's less deserving is, like this is a Jeff Teague situation with the Bucks. What's less deserving is, let's say, the Bucks won the title this year. Well, I think Jordan Warren and George Hill and Serge Ibaka would all get rings for that. I don't think they would deserve it as much. I mean, they they helped, you know, to a certain point, get the team to this spot. You can make an argument. I think it's more deserving if you're on the team at the end. And we don't know what Melvin Gordon's impact was. Did he uh, give Pacheco some information? Did he have a nice relationship with McKinnon? Was he able to help in practice? Did he play some of the Eagles running backs and scout team? If you're on the team, you're deserving of a ring. I'm not going to take that away from Melvin Gordon. Yeah, like there are other guys that did more. Like in that game, Jalen Hurts did 9,000 times more than Melvin Gordon, and Jalen Hurts isn't going home with a ring, and Melvin Gordon is. I mean, the guy sat on the bench in his sweats, but he's going to walk away with the Super Bowl ring and be a Super Bowl champion. But he is a part of that team. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to discredit Melvin Gordon for winning a Super Bowl. You can argue like. Does he deserve it less than other guys? He's still a Super Bowl champion. Also, I'm trying to uh, get on Melvin's good side because I want to talk to him about this on his on my pod. I see his DMs are open, so I might try to uh, slide in a little bit later. One guy who I think does deserve a ring, certainly, and I was looking over his career because he just announced his retirement after the game, Chad Henney. Chad Henney's going to be 38 this summer. Uh, listen to Chad Henney's life. Chad Henney... I think Chad Henney might have the perfect life. Now, family aside, like I love my wife, I love my son, I love my family, but just in terms of the trajectory of a career of a life. He's born in uh, West Lawn, Pennsylvania, and that's like a nice little small town, population 2,000, so he's always going to be the king of West Lawn. Actually, uh, Kerry Collins lived there too. Okay, they got something in the water. Now it's probably contaminated because of that thing in Ohio that no one's talking about. But that's neither here nor there. But it should be here. That's a big problem. Um, Also, are there aliens? We still don't know. Then he goes to Michigan and is like a stud in college. Right? I mean, Chad Henney had a good college career. He was the MVP of some bowl game. He was first team all Big Ten in 07. And he was big man on campus. He's the quarterback at Michigan. So, you know, there were spoils that came with that life. Uh, Let's see. What else did he do? Then, okay, then he gets drafted in the second round, plays a few years with the Dolphins, and gets to be a starting quarterback. So he's, you know, he, one year he wins seven and six. The next year he wins six and eight. Uh, the first year that I mentioned, he had 12 interceptions or 12 touchdowns, 14 picks, 15 and 19 the next year. Kind of flames out in Miami, goes to Jacksonville, starts for a couple years. He knows that he's not like he's not good enough to be a good starting quarterback, but he'll never wonder about it. He'll always know. And then the rest of his career, the next nine years of his career, he's a backup in Jacksonville for four of them. And now he's living in Florida. You take a Pennsylvania kid, goes to Michigan, lives in Miami and Jacksonville for a decade, no state tax, and then latches on with the Chiefs and wins two Super Bowls in five years. He's played in a few games over this time. He's certainly deserving of a ring. You're the backup quarterback. Plus, 
there was a playoff game just this year where it looked like Mahomes was hurt and not going to come back. Henny let him on a touchdown drive. And now he's going to retire at 37, have his whole life in front of him, be financially secure, be able to do whatever he wants. I think that's a great life. That's a great life. So, like, Chad Henney, and this is why I think he's a great life. Like, Patrick Mahomes is never going to be a go, go anywhere the rest of his life. Chad Henney can walk into a mire, probably in Michigan, and no one will know it's Chad Henney. They'll be like, is that now? At most. So you've got this level of su- su- succeeding, but also a level of anonymity that people that get super famous always say they want. I think right here, Chad Henney might have the perfect life. Chad Stephen Henney. Plus, he was born in 85, a year after me. So he's someone that grew up without internet and then got internet. So he knows like how cool things used to be and how cool things are now. And he also knows that technology is going to end us all. So I think it's a ni- he's got a nice life. Chad Stephen Henney. What a life. Another thing about the Super Bowl I wanted to mention, the broadcast team kind of had a few conversations during the game. Kevin Burkhart, look, Fox could have gone a bunch of different ways with their number one football guy after Buck left. Like if Buck and Aikman did that game, it would have felt more like a Super Bowl because they've called so many Super Bowls. Maybe Burkhart and Olsen didn't feel like a Super Bowl because this was their first Super Bowl. Fox could have gone out and got Al Michaels to call Super Bowl, but Al Michaels called a playoff game this year. He fell asleep during the biggest comeback ever. Burkhart did very good, and so did Olsen. That's a top-notch team. And over time, they'll start to feel more like Super Bowls. If they get those Super Bowls. One thing to really watch is this Tom Brady thing. So Tom Brady's going to take a year off, and you can't after Greg Olson's year and getting great remarks for the Super Bowl. You can't just take him away, throw him with Dick Stockton or whoever, and then have uh, Tom Brady be in that be in that uh, booth with Burkhart. I think the best thing you do is go Burkhart, Olsen, and Brady. But I was reading today the Olsen-Burkhart connection. Kevin Burkhart's story is when he was 30, he was making $18,000 a year working at a radio station calling high school football games. Greg Olsen's dad was one of the coaches of the games, and he's known Greg Olsen since he was in high school. I didn't know that. They have a long connection, long history. That's why at one point in the broadcast, he said, hey, we're a long way from New Jersey, where they both kind of started out. I don't I don't think – the one thing you don't do is just put Tom Brady in the number one booth and put Olsen somewhere else. But are you going to pay Tom Brady $37 million to have a, uh, a number two booth? Or does Fox do the thing where they're like, we have two number one booths, but then who do you pair with Tom Brady? Unless Tom Brady's going to be the play-by-play guy. It's a very interesting media story for sure. It might be the most interesting media story is what happens with Tom Brady and Greg Olson. What happens there? Some Super Bowl odds for next year already. Of course, the Chiefs and the Eagles are among the favorites. Chiefs at 5-1, to one, Eagles at 7-1, to one, Bills 8-1, to one, Niners, Bengals, all under 10-1 to one odds. The... Raiders are 25 to one and the Jets are 25 to one. Those are two teams where Aaron Rodgers may go if traded. The Packers are 33 and one. So this is like a Brooklyn Nets 33 to one when it looked like Katie and Kyrie were both out. I said he should take that. Then they got down to like five to one, but then both got traded. Can we talk about the Nets for a second? The Nets have a very interesting team after trading Katie and Kyrie. And that was basically like trading two Josh haters. I mean, we traded Josh Hader. it would be like if the Brewers traded Hader and Williams. What a weird year for the Nets. Everything was going right, and then they both wanted out, and then suddenly KD's a son. What a mess. So Packers right now are 33-1. and one. If you think that Rodgers is coming back, uh, maybe you take that. If you think that Jordan Love's going to be good, maybe you take that. Packers are 33 and one right along with the lions, Rams and saints. Yeah. I could see throwing a couple bucks on the lions, the Rams. I I don't know the saints. Who's even like in control there. Who's who's anybody there. Other NFC North teams. The Vikings are 50 to one. 
It should be lower since they'll never win a Super Bowl, and the Bears are 75 to 1. So some of those odds that came out here today. Got some more voicemails to play. We'll do that coming up in a little bit on different topics. Also want to talk about the rumored new ownership for the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't like that. But we'll talk all things Wisconsin sports with our buddy J.R. Radcliffe right after this word from Happy Place Hemp. And this is the word. I'm just going to do it. HappyPlaceHemp.com. The promo code is BART. 25% off every single order you get at HappyPlaceHemp.com. We're talking the CBD and CBN nighttime gummies. We're talking the mango THC-free gummies. Maybe help you focus, help you feel better. There's the creams that you can use. There's the tinctures that you can use. There's even things for your pets, especially some of these. I, I wish that we had this stuff for my dog. Uh, we had a dog growing up, and her name was Bailey, and she was a mess. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know. If, I mean, I feel like we were bad owners, but I, I, I took her for walks. I maybe fed her too much food under the table. But after she had lumps all over her body, she had glaucoma. She really did not have a good last couple of years of life. And maybe some of the stuff could have at least like made her not feel as good. I, I really, I didn't have like the connection with my dog that a lot of people have with their dogs, but I do kind of just feel like I sadly watched her die for four years. It's like Marley and me without it, like being sad. It's just like, it was at the end. It was just like a plant that was dying. I've never really talked about this. That's kind of how I felt. Anyway, happy place. Have the tinctures, but I helped her. Uh, happy place. The promo code is Bart 25% off your order. One last Super Bowl note. If you're still mad about Rihanna, move on. Uh, you're a grown man. This is ridiculous. J.R. Radcliffe joining us now. What a, what a moment. What a moment. You know, I do like a lot of people that I'm having on. I, it's it's too long. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have waited this long to have you on. We're boys. Yeah, you do I mean, great work. Right, I'm though. still not sure of your job. I know you work at the Journal Sentinel. Yeah, I do. Trending sports reporter is the official title, Bart. And it's 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 a little fuzzy. I have to explain it. You know, if you tell people you're a plumber, there's no explanation, or a truck driver or whatever teacher. Trending sports reporter requires a little work. I, I admit it, but you know. It's all right. Once people, you know, once I get to it, people are like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm like, yeah, damn right it is. It's a lot of fun. I'm lucky. So, I well, I'm it. glad, like, I'm glad I'm already like married into a family at this point in my life. And <laughs> because if I had to explain what I'm up to to like a prospective father in law, so what do you do? You were on the radio? Uh, no, I was. Uh, <laughs> and I guess I still am like twice a month on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, that's cool. What else do you do? <laughs> I do a show every day from my basement, like the same thing I did when I was 15. Does that make money? I mean, I, 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 sort of, but what You're else do you do? Chasing your dream, Bart. People be like, what else do you do? I'd be like, uh, I DoorDash last weekend because I had a promo code. If I did 25 deliveries in a week and I got an extra 200 bucks. Did you do it? Did you make it? 25 in a week? That's a lot. It's hard. Yeah. I did it though. That's okay, great. what else do you do? I see you You were doing stuff with Milwaukee Pro Soccer. Yeah, I, I'm like one of their brand ambassadors, but we don't really have anything on the books until May. Until there's, you know, grass everywhere. So, what? I mean, what else do you do? Are you looking for other jobs? Yeah, well, I just did a podcast with J.R. Radcliffe, and no lie, 30 minutes beforehand, I got a job rejection letter from batteries plus for their <laughs> no, social did. media job no you did not i did oh what what did the other people have that you didn't have that they hired a love for batteries that i just cannot match Jesus. oh bart bart i'm so sorry if i were in charge of batteries plus i would unquestionably hire you as my social media guy did they not see your work with milwaukee pro soccer it's quality stuff they must not have or maybe they didn't think it translated to the the intense world of batteries yeah batteries I, I'm, plus. I'm not laughing at you i i'm sorry but that sucks well that's all right i mean whatever that sucks. so i want to talk to you uh a little bit about everything really i mean you do a good job i see you all over the place covering all of our teams so you kind of get you like not so much a beat reporter but you're there enough that you get a little bit of taste of yeah you know man. what everybody's up to I guess we'll talk about our teams in a minute, but just like Super Bowl thoughts. What was funny 
was and not funny, actually pathetic and sad, is I was doing a Super Bowl show on Sunday night, and I just wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. And we did 60 minutes, commercials, halftime show, the game, the penalties, the coaches, and the YouTube comments that were coming in. I did I had no intention to bring up the name, but people kept bringing up the name like Aaron Rodgers, which I know you guys cover and you personally probably cover way too much. <laughs> but I think that that's what we're seeing is uh, it just another like I'm always someone who says one Super Bowl in 15 years is not enough. And you have fan bases that haven't won ever. And they're like, that's ridiculous. But I thought I thought when Rodgers was at that podium in 2010, that we would get this, that we would go back to a Super Bowl, maybe lose, that we would go back to another Super Bowl two years later and win, that there'd be like five different Super Bowl years because we had a quarterback who was doing things we've never seen, and now the Chiefs have that. The Chiefs basically had what we had, only they're actually getting it done. So I wasn't really rooting for anybody on Sunday, but the problem is the more the Chiefs win – I think the more JR that it makes the Packers look awful, not just Rogers. We talk about Rogers a lot, but everything that's happened in the last 15 years. Like, so now I'm kind of sad. The chiefs won. Yeah. And the chiefs did, they, they lost, they've lost guys over the last couple of years. And then they've drafted beautifully to make up for that. That seems to be what has kept they lost Tyreek Hill. And, and they moved on like it was nothing. I mean, look at the receiving core. It's nothing special. You wouldn't say, Oh wow. Look at the weapons they've given Patrick Mahomes. You wouldn't say that. I mean, how many people knew the name Pacheco? You know, before a few weeks ago, how many people, honestly, Marquette, Marquez Valdez Scantling is one of their better guys, and he disappeared in the Super Bowl. Like he was one target, great. did nothing. Yeah, he, he was great. Juju's he, best play was getting held. Totally, totally agree. Um, they they find a way to to get the best out of their talent. I would say that I would say the Packers did that too, at points, but certainly not consistently. I mean, I think you, I forget about how that Aaron Rodgers who won the Super Bowl wasn't even like fully formed yet. That guy wasn't an all pro. That wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in football that year, but he became that like starting the next year. He was great. I mean, he's, he, you're right. How can, how can that guy go on and win four MVP awards and none of those years win a, win a championship? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the chiefs, this is what four straight years that they've been to the, to the conference championship game. They're this five, inevitable, five straight years. Yes. Five. They're just inevitable. Like, you you know, over the course of the year, no matter what Travis Kelsey is trying to say, like over the course of the year, if you ask some rando NFL fan, well, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? They'd be like, um, I don't know, probably the Chiefs, you know, like they're just they're just at that level. And they stayed there. Obviously, they had a secret sauce that the Packers didn't have. I mean, that 2011 Packers team really is probably the biggest disappointment. The one right after the Super Bowl, because that team was freaking 15 and one. And it seems like all they needed was just like one more, maybe two more difference makers on defense. And they are on they, they roll to a Super Bowl. Um, and that obviously didn't happen. You know, then there's the, Seat- the, the Seattle game. Like, they've had so many close calls that easily could have gone the other way. And looking uh, over the course of history and the course of the last few Super Bowls, there are a lot of games that could go one or two, you know, one or two plays change the course of history. So if you, the Packers have gotten a little unlucky is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not somebody, like, I think that what I've realized, and really more so this season than others, just because I've been able to, I think, talk to people on a more personal level on the podcast is that, there are still a, a large amount of Packer fans that are just happy that we get what we get. <laughs> and I don't know if they live through the seventies and eighties or what it is, but I, I think we should like, I think we should be looking at, I mean, we're the green Bay Packers. I think we should be looking at the Patriots and the chiefs and these teams that get it done. Don't bow yourself down at, well, the bears. I mean, you'd be, you'd hate to be a bears fan. Yeah, I would. That's why I don't think of them. You'd hate to be a lions fan. I know. That's why I don't care. I don't look at what I have and think of in football. I don't look at what I have and be like, they have less than me. I feel bad for them. In in my life, I might. But in in football, I'm like, oh, I have a one-car garage. They have a three-car garage and a pool. I want that. So And, and that makes me entitled. But it's sports. If you're not entitled, what are you doing? Yeah. That's my whole reason on the Packers. I, I hear you. For me, I can only speak for myself in this regard. Like, w- when they won the Super Bowl – in both 96 and 2010, I was not sad about what happened the following year, at least not to the degree I would have been otherwise. Okay, they lost the Super Bowl the next year. Really, really sucks. Thought they were going to. But, you know, they won last year, and they got back. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, 2011, they I, I said what I said about them mostly in retrospect. Like, at the time, it was like, oh, that really sucks. But they won last year. They were the best team in football. It was a really fun ride. 
you know, then time goes on and you, you, you start to think about those things more and more. Like they really should have won in 97. They really should have won in 2011. Um, I allow myself a couple of years sort of halo before I really start thinking it would be nice to get back to a championship again. And, you know, you, you can't appreciate it in the moment. You can't watch the years tick by and think, well, Aaron Rodgers is still good. They'll win next year. Aaron Rodgers is still good. They'll win next year. And now here we are at the precipice where not only are you confronting the fact that Aaron Rodgers won't be here, that they probably aren't going to be favored to win the Super Bowl, even if he is here. And that, okay, you just saw Patrick Mahomes. And how do you even, I saw people trying to argue it, but like Patrick Mahomes is, is better than Aaron Rodgers. He will have a better He's career. He's a Hall of Famer. He's already a Hall of Famer. Yes, 100%. Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame isn't even the bar here. Like he's going to have more rings. He's going to have better stats. He's going to be better. He's going to pass the eye test. It's going to be, he's, he's a better quarterback. And it's like, now you're really confronting Packers. Packers didn't, didn't get the most out of what they had. You know, uh, Rogers won four MVPs. That's, that's ridiculous. Like that has literally only happened one other time in history. And uh, they didn't, they didn't make the most of it. So yeah, it's uh it's definitely sobering. It is sobering to be a Packers fan and see the chiefs, especially with a like Andy Reid being a Packers, you know, disciple, assistant coach yeah. from the Packers tree, see him have that level of success. Yeah, it uh, it 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 should sting a little bit. The Packers are are better than a, a championship once every generation. You know, they are absolutely stacked some of that up. They should have absolutely stacked some of that up, and it didn't happen. So then it's it's another question that I get sometimes, and I'm not ready to like go there because it's I, I don't want it to be the same. But with Giannis, like if, if Giannis wins his second, because Patrick Mahomes, you're talking, he's one of the, he's like, you could say he's the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Now he's won his second. Now he's one of the best of all time. Agreed. And Giannis, I think, I mean, he's already top 75. Really, he's already probably top 20. I mean, you can even make an argument top 10. And if you want to go crazy, I'll go with you. And we could say even higher than that. But if he wins his second championship, then I think this, he gets into this new, like, Mahomes went through the little realm of uh, current to history over the weekend. And I think Giannis can do the same. And with the Bucs, it's like, I don't, I don't want to think of, well, what if Giannis just wins one? Cause I don't want to say we wasted Giannis the same way we wasted Aaron Rodgers, but we really do have something special here. Uh, and I do think that, you know, as, as long as they stay healthy and I think, you know, the Jay Crowder moves fine. They didn't lose anybody with it. I think that that second championship maybe comes uh, sooner than, than we hope, but, Again, we'll see NBA playoffs are always so uh, intense. Yeah, I guess if you want to feel fraud about it, um, you know, they, they could very easily win in 2023. Of course they could. After that, it gets a little dicey. We're talking about an old roster. Like Giannis is the, is the exception here. They're relying on Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez and now Jay Crowder. I mean, that's just to name a few. Like their window isn't nearly as open as we think it is. It is wide open this year. It's wide open right now. They're an elite, elite team. And I think they probably will be there at the end of the year for sure. But um, after this, I don't even know. Like, how long is Chris Middleton even going to be here? Do we do we know for sure that he's going to stay? It, uh, it it could get it could get pretty dicey pretty quickly. And, it, and if there's a new ownership element, you don't know right now what they'd be willing to spend to make it work. And spending in the NBA is messed up anyway with the salary cap. It's kind of kind of a complicated picture. So you don't really know what their options are going to be. They've traded all their draft picks. <laughs> like they're not just going to hit on some guy in the bottom half of the first round anyway, but they're certainly not going to when they don't have any picks to, to use. So um, you kind of like, I, I don't feel the urgency for 2023 for the Bucks, but I think if they get bounced, especially if they get bounced before the Eastern Conference Finals, which I think would be a, not a disaster, but pretty disappointing at this point. Um, I, I might say disaster. <laughs> you could. I think you're going to people confronting it awfully fast. Like, oh shit, where did, wait, can I say that? Can we do that? Uh, you can now. You're the first person to ever swear on this podcast. I don't believe you, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what they go. I think. I think the realization is going to hit pretty quickly if if it doesn't work out this year. Let me just do my standard joke. Anytime someone swears, I say, <laughs> "You can't fucking do that, Jr. <laughs> you asshole." I didn't. I didn't get the. You know, like before you go on these shows, you usually clear it. Like, well, what are we, are we family friendly? Are we not? I, don't know. I try not to swear. Yeah. But- but sometimes, like, sometimes we swear a lot. Sense. You know, it, it happens. When Batteries Plus says, sorry, we're going in a different direction, it fucking sucks. That's what that yeah, is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up my kid today from daycare. I'm so distraught. I'm going to say, son, let's fucking go. Life has no fucking meaning. And all the three-year-olds will look at me like, what the fuck? And I'll say, shut the fuck up. Your life's going nowhere. 
I have this vivid memory when I was in kindergarten. I was on the bus and I came back home and I was really confused about something. And I, I came up to my mom and I said, Mom, I offered Zach some of my Mountain Dew. And Zach's friend said, you're not supposed to say, would you like some Mountain Dew? You're supposed, sorry, sorry, other way around, other way around. I'm ruining the story. Zach offered me some Mountain Dew and I said, no, thank you. He said, you're not supposed to say no, thank you. You're supposed to say, fuck off, Zach. So I repeat this to my mother and I can still hear the sound my mother made, the <gasps> like the breathing in banshee sound, the immediate yeah. re re realization that, oh, wow, that word's not right. That's not something I should have said. So, yeah. I was playing uh, baseball in the backyard with my dad where he would pitch to me. I would hit it. I would run around the bases. He could never tag me. Yeah. And uh, one time he tagged me at second. I go, Dad, you silly bastard. <laughs> He's like, whoa, where did you get that? <laughs> well, Dad, you. <laughs> That's now I have like 10 videos of my on my phone of my son saying fuck. Oh no, Bart. So you we don't even uh, care. That's and that's one thing I like, you know, you know, you know, you've been around, you've seen this culture and the sports. And I think that what we're seeing right now is, you know, Packers are always, you know, as Packers, whatever. Oh, mm -hmm. But I, I love what the Bucks have become. I love that every night, you know, I can just I like Bucks Celtics is coming up Tuesday night. I'll get on, we'll do a YouTube show, we'll get a ton of people, a ton of interaction. It'll be great. It'll be great. Bucks fans are looking for an outlet to talk. I provide a little small one. But even when it's like Bucks Pistons or Bucks whatever, and even though the regular season isn't so meaningful, like the Bucks, the Bucks are 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 key. There's a lot of fan attention to them. We all care. I'm just I'm seeing it. Uh, not to talk about the Packers, but with the Brewers. I mean, they're offering some of these Sunday packages that are like they would never offer before. The Josh Hader thing, I think, blew up in their face in a way that they didn't expect, like, on the field, maybe, but not at the ticket gate. And I'm sure that once it gets, you know, spring training starting and once it gets to be nice again, like, people still go to the games. But mm -hmm. I think this is kind of like what we've seen with the uh, with the Packers. If you're – if you, you got to either be contending for the top or the, the best the best years for fans are when – you're contending and you get there, obviously. And then I would argue that like not a lot of not a lot of expectations and then a miracle run yeah. is more fun. When you're a team that's like, yeah, we want to get in and see what happens. And I get I get the argument for that in baseball, but the, the level of apathy, I think there's a real level of apathy. Even with the Bucs, it's like, yeah, but we're gonna contend for a title. Like we might lose a game that we shouldn't, but we're contending for a title with the Brewers. It's like, I don't know, man. I just, I've personally never felt like this where they seem like such an afterthought. I'll probably more, I'll probably go to more games this summer just cause I'm trying to get my kid to like sports. Although I should probably root for a different team. If, if I want him to not have a godforsaken life in baseball, I just, I'm just surprised like how quickly the Brewers went from, uh, a, a real, I just, I feel like the passion just in a snap and I'd snap, but I actually don't know how. I feel, I feel exactly the same. It's and, unbelievable. And it, yeah, it is. And it's not all just the trade. No, well, maybe it, it is. That. Well, that was, that was definitely a big, a big aspect of it. But also this, this has been going, that was, it was going on all year. They were yeah. down in attendance. They're down in just juice. Like people aren't, they're, they're just not living and dying with the Brewers the way they used to. And, I, I, you know, we wrote a lot about this. And one of, the, one of the big things that really caught my eye was people talking about the TV situation. There's a lot of people who've cut the cord who don't yeah. get news. And now two years have gone by without that. So they have lost that connection. They no longer know many of the players on the team. They, the coaches, you know, a lot of – they just haven't been present. It hasn't been part of their lives in their homes. And they just, you know, they phased out. So I think that's a really, really big deal. And they're going to have to – I mean, I don't really know what the Brewers can even realistically do. You know, there's there's a lot of Bally's going through or um, Diamond, which runs Bally's going through bankruptcy. There's a lot. There's a lot there. I, maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, they they lost juice fast. I don't know how much of it is truly in their control in that, you know, this team was obviously in the NL, the NLCS game seven, 2018. And then they've like slowly fallen off from there. You know, the, the pandemic slows everything down. But, you know, you. They, they got in in 2019 and 2020 and 2021, but they didn't show great. They didn't do well. And then 2022, here they are where they should be still doing that well. And they're not like, it's just really hard to replicate that. It's really hard to replicate the vibes of what you were, what you're describing. Expectations were high, but they weren't sky high. And all of a sudden this team is going to the NLCS and it's great. It's a summer of the brewers in 2018. And 
everyone is behind the team. It's a Milwaukee Brewers town through and through. And you just can't replicate that after four years and a pandemic of, you know, not just not having that. They don't they don't have that 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 vibe anymore. They don't have a lot of superstars. The one superstar they have has fallen off. And the game itself, baseball as a game, is less exciting and interesting and more formulaic. And and I don't have a problem with that personally, but it, that does sort of impact the you know, the moments that you have at the ballpark. 15 strikeouts is cool, but when everybody's doing it, it's just kind of like, okay, another 15 strikeout game. You know, like it, 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 it loses its luster quickly if you don't have that star power to bring people back in. And I just don't think the, the Brewers just don't have that. They don't have that right now. They don't have No, they don't right now. And it's like, they'll be good if like seven guys have an oh, yeah. above average year, but that that's a lot to ask. And we've talked about the TV thing before, but I don't think like, I think you saying it right now, uh, had an impact on me. I, I I don't think about that as much because I've been watching the Brewers on TV. I I'm somebody who's like I, I don't I don't care what it takes. I will have sure. the channel that the Brewers or Bucks are on. I can't I can't imagine not. Uh, there was one summer where I lived in Lacrosse. I think it was <laughs> it was 08. So they ended up having they went to the playoffs that year. But I lived in Lacrosse for two. It was the last two months. I knew I was leaving. And I sublet an apartment and I didn't have cable and I wasn't going to worry about it. But I ended up going to the bar down the street and watching all the games or I'd have the game on my radio and I stayed super connected. But Mm -hmm. I think that what happens to a lot of people is it just it's not a priority for them. And even in nights where, okay, I mean, I'm going to be a dad and be present or be a mom and be present and my kids or whatever. But the game's on and I Mm -hmm. go to bed and I'll sit down, watch the inning. It's just not even on. It's not even an option because they have made it harder to get to. And I do think that that is happening. Plus I do think like, not that we can't support more than one thing, but the bucks being the team to then win it and completely taking over the city when they did. And this becoming more of a basketball town uh, in, in that, in that summer, like that was such a perfect storm for the bucks where everyone was so distraught with everything that had happened. Like, Going back to the Packers, all their missteps, the Badgers not winning, the Brewers not winning, the Bucks themselves not winning. And then you had the Bucks win a title in a year where things were like we were getting over this pandemic and there was really no summer fest and there was nowhere to go. And the only the, the thing to do was go downtown and, and be with people and watch the Bucks games. And I think that that really like that really hurt the Brewers. One of the I don't know what Maybe. I don't know what the rankings are. But the Bucks winning, it did not help the Brewers. It hurt the Brewers. And now because they have something else that they have to measure to, I think that the Bucks winning was like one of the worst things that could have happened for the Brewers. I, I agree that it had an impact. I still think, despite all of this, that the Brewers probably still have a leg up, believe it or not, over the Bucks. Um, it's close. Certainly, certainly much, much closer. I mean, we're like statewide or citywide? Uh, a bit of both. I, I think – uh, certainly, I think the wide or suburb wide. <laughs> well, now you're onto something. The Bucks own Milwaukee, or I should say, I shouldn't say the the Bucks are Milwaukee's team. You know, like I don't sense, and granted, I'm not often outside of Milwaukee, so maybe I'm the bad judge of this. I don't sense that the footprint outside of, you know, maybe in Madison, they're kind of a big deal. But but I I don't think they the Brewers exist throughout the state more than the Bucks do for sure. And in Milwaukee, I still think that the Brewers fandom is is pretty good. But part of that is just circumstance. You know, in the summer, they have the whole sports scene to themselves. They have, you know, much more inventory than the other pro sports leagues in terms of games played and, you know, room seats seats in the stadium. Like, it's really easy to get to a game. I, I still think that they hold on there. But I have thought about that a lot, too. Like, the Bucks gave fans something else. You know, it wasn't especially in 2021 when when the schedule was so skewed into the summer you know like you said july yeah, the summer being part of it it being yep. a gathering spot it being de facto summer fest and i think another thing that's really important is that allowed the nba playoffs especially when you're good it allows time for momentum to build mm-hmm. the brewers when they make the playoffs could be in on a friday out on a monday you're right you're and that's right. a weekend and it doesn't allow time for the momentum to build and i think that I think that the Bucks' success is one of the bigger reasons why the Brewers' apathy is what it is right now. I, that's a very good point. The way the schedule works out, you, you know, you've you've gone through this whole 162 game season and you're in, and then it's over. With with basketball, you're guaranteed that, and it's even nice where you know the Bucks will play 
I don't know, the Pacers in the first round, they're, they're out of it now, but like they're, they're going to play a team that they'll beat in the first round so that you even get like a week and a half of just warm up playoff basketball and then you get to the good stuff and that's a seven game series. And then, you know, like like you said, there, there's just so much momentum and football is a once a week thing. So there's so much momentum and baseball, baseball doesn't really allow for that. And yeah, I, uh, I am with you. The Brewers have definitely fallen off from from where they are in terms of juice, in terms of fan engagement. And, and I think what you said, you hinted at, was kind of right. Like these Sunday fun day packages, the X golf, the, you know, the, the things they have to do that are a little more outside the box. And they're not even, they're not even bad ideas. I think they're good ideas. It's just, you have to emphasize those now because simply like having this player or this team or this product isn't enough to get people super engaged. That is a little bit, you know, a little bit of a red flag. I'm sure they would argue they're you're competing with every, you know, everything, every sports team is, is competing with streaming services and things like that. So like, I'm sure that would that's their point is that it's hard to hard to engage any fan base, but it's uh, it is noticeable. It is noticeable in Milwaukee for sure. Well, speaking of momentum, my uh, beloved Milwaukee Panthers. You bet, baby. They are, a, are they, that, but they got to see. They got to make the tournament. That's what sucks. And, and I mean, and they probably won't because it feels like every game is a coin flip. So like, if you flip it three times and it comes up heads in the Horizon League tournament, uh, yeah. they 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 might do it. I mean. But but like they've got a a bull on their team, you know. Um, oh no, I've already I've already lost his name. That's all right. I have to look at the roster. Uh, you know, they got Ben Baker Jr. Be on this team. They got this BJ Freeman, who's who's been been really really good. And I mean, I would think that if they get to the tournament, you're gonna have that's that's gonna be a focus. Like, oh, look at these interesting. You know, the, the, there's some interest level here, and the Badgers are probably not going to the NCAA tournament, and UWM could easily fill some of that void. So. It uh, it could be it could be a fun uh, a fun little march in 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 Milwaukee. This is the first year. I mean, you could you could argue that it's all the way back to 03, Although there's probably another year or two in there where Marquette is markedly better than Wisconsin. There have been some years where they're about the same, but mostly Wisconsin's had the edge on Marquette. And that is yeah, Marquette. I see Marquette fans online, and they're like, they can't allow themselves to be super happy about what's happening because <laughs> they lost to Wisconsin. Yeah, they're, they're so like. How did that even happen? And that's a great question. Because if they played again today, Marquette would murder them. Well, I mean, that game went to overtime. It, it was it was a crazy game. And yeah, you're right. If it were today, Marquette would win by several touchdowns. It's uh it's it's definitely it's 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 they they should feel bad about that loss, honestly. You're right, but but it's still uh, it's not gonna matter. They're they're gonna be uh you know, like a three or four, two, three or four seed in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. They should finally win a game. Should find Shaka should finally get the monkey off his back with these first round tournament losses that he's had. And Marquette should finally get into the next round. And, you know, like maybe, maybe they're only a first weekend team and, and maybe just much ado about nothing, but, uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a team that's just really, they're just, and they're really fun to watch. Really, really, really fun to watch. Well, you can find JR's work at the Journal Sentinel, jsonline.com. How many podcasts are you doing over there, too? You know, I've done I've done two of them today. Before this interview, I've already recorded two of them, but it is wow. just the two. It's the Bucks and the Brewers podcast, and uh, so so yeah, that's that's all I'm doing. And then uh, you know, occasionally I'll show up at various places. Moses Bowl. That's what that was the name Moses. that I was looking for. Moses Moses Bowl, B O L. Uh, I probably won't see you at AmFam, unfortunately. I don't think I'm going to be a credentialed member of the media. If, How come? If, really? You can I don't know. You I don't know. Find it. You can make you can make that work. Bart. I could. The Bucks would credential me. You have a very good logo for the Bart Winkler show. I feel like you could make that work. Like I'm on the Bart Winkler show. Look at my letterhead. It's awesome. That's a really good logo. Yeah, the Blue Wire folks made it. It's beautiful. You should. And now I'm going to look the profit official, off. and I am official. Get me his credential. You could get in. Right, I get well, uh, my guy Toby Altizer tried to via the Packers, and they're like. We don't do podcasts, and we've never heard of whatever you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. They're sticklers, though. The Brewers, they've got lots of seating. Come on. Come on. Yeah, Brewers. they got room. My man. seat's still my seat's still warm. My body's not dead yet. Yeah. JR, appreciate you, buddy. Absolutely. Anytime, man. We'll do this again. Our thanks to JR Radcliffe. Great to bounce some Wisconsin-related things off of him. And really... Uh, I just needed a, I just needed someone to talk to to ail me through my pain of being rejected by Batteries Plus. A couple more voicemails I want to play, thanks to our friends at Carl's Place. Also, I did want to bring this up. We found this up on Friday. So JR alluded to some Bucks ownership stuff. 
on Friday. Well, here's the article from the AP. Cleveland Browns owners reportedly seeking share of bucks. The Browns owners D and Jimmy Haslam are taking another shot at the NBA. They're in talks to buy a minority stake in the Milwaukee Bucks. The Haslams have explored buying other pro teams, including the Timberwolves in the past. They are now seeking 25% share currently held by Bucks co-owner Mark Lazary. There's no timeline for the agreement on the sale. Uh, Lazary and Edens bought the Bucks for about $550 million in 2014 with pledges to keep the team in Milwaukee. They own the Browns. They own the Columbus crew. The Browns have been terrible in this span. He runs, what is it, the Pilot J? What the hell is that place called? Flying J. And there's, like, lawsuits against him. And then there's been scandal, but he, like, always gets unscathed. Look, so we talked Bucks and Brewers, and this is where I am careful to say this with Mark Antonazio. I don't like that they don't spend as much as it's perceived that they could spend. I feel like they could be doing more. Am I wrong? I don't know. The perception is that I am not. But with Mark, I never have to worry about them leaving. At least that's how I feel. I don't don't feel like they're going to leave. I don't feel like he's going to sell the team either. I think he's going to give it to his kids. They're not going to leave. So that's that's, that's what's hard about rooting. You know, we have the Packers, and we know they're not going to leave. Because if they weren't set up the way that they would be, every 10 years there would be the possibility of a new guy coming in and moving the team somewhere else. So we should be thankful of that. So don't don't make fun of, like, Packers stock owners. I get, like, now it's like – but we're not – I mean, an owner can't just come – we can't just – you're not just going to give 25% of the Packers to Jimmy Haslam or some guy that, you know, doesn't seem to be on the up and up. Uh, not, I mean, Lazary Edens, you know, these guys are fine. They're keeping the team here. They want us a championship. I'm not going to simp over billionaires. Like some people love to like some people, some people love simping over billionaires. I, I don't get it. one thing that stuck with me is you don't become a billionaire by being a good person. There are some weird and bad things you had to do along the way. We're talking billions of dollars. I think that our brains have a hard time computing billions to millions. A billion is a thousand million, not a hundred, a thousand, a billion is a thousand million. That's a billion. That's a lot of money. That's an unbelievable amount of money. If I had a million dollars, I don't even know what I would do with it. Now have that a thousand times and then more. They can just come in, own sports teams. You know, we, we, we have a connection to the team. Just another piece of the portfolio for these guys. As long as things don't get ruined. I mean, I don't really care who much, you know, if, if, if Haslam's going to come in and say, Oh, I'll spend more money for the luxury tax. You take it out of my pocket. I want to win. That's one thing. I just, I don't want things to change because they've been good. You know, that's the thing. When you get an ownership that goes fine, not everything's been great. Not everything's been perfect, but they won a championship. They're spending money. They kept all their guys. You know, Edens and Lazar could have come in here and totally bungled this thing. And it looked like they were gonna when they, when they you know, forced Jason Kidd here. But they found a way to win, keep Giannis, win a title, stay competitive, the Deer District's been great. I mean, if you look at pictures of what that space used to be, I do really think they're doing good outreach in the community. So I'm, we got a good thing going. And I think the fear is that it changes. And Jimmy Haslam's got like, there's a lot of red flags around that rather than another guy like the Suns dude who wanted a part. And then, yeah, now they should have sold to the Suns dude. If the Bucks lose to the Suns in the finals because of Kevin Durant, then I'm going to be pissed. But that guy had so many months. That's guy. It's just billion. Just our favorite teams are just being tossed around by billionaires. That kind of sucks. But what are you going to do? All right. A couple more voicemails. And that's something that we can talk about more after Buck Celtics. I'll be doing a live show on YouTube. I do want to have a hot take Jake. So this happened the other night where we had somebody call up the show late and say they'd listen more, but their wife can't stand hot take Jake. So here he is. Go, baby, blue. 
This is your boy, Hot Take Jake. Uh, Friday morning, I'm just a little bit loopy listening to what the hell was going on Thursday night. Um, mad props to Tony for managing his load. And also, um, before I get into my main point here, I think you guys got to stop worrying about my takes and start worrying about other things. Like, if your wives are mentioning me specifically by name, I mean, maybe that's something that you need to take a step back and reevaluate that whole thing. But just so you guys know, Mrs. Hot Take is very open. So, you know, just be careful about uh, mentioning me too much around the old lady. Anyways, um, I wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers because what the hell else would we talk about? I want people to start calling their shots. And I think I had an epiphany. This is how this is all going to play out. Aaron doesn't want to come back. And Green Bay wants to move on. But naturally, it's important to Aaron how he looks in all of this. So what's going to happen is it's going to leak through the media that he does want to come back to Green Bay, knowing full well that he's already a Raider or he's already a Jet. Just because he wants the media, he wants people to be on his side. It's like breaking up with somebody or not breaking up with somebody. You want to break up with each other, but nobody wants to be the bad person and make that move. That's what I think is going to happen. He's going to try to make Green Bay look as bad as possible in this whole thing and ultimately end up somewhere else. That's all I got. Love the show. Love you guys. Love how weird it got last night. And keep my name out your wife's mouth. I take Jake. Uh, just a Rogers Packers thing. And that looks like it's going to come to a head pretty soon. I... I don't know. What did I say that he wasn't going to get traded? Man. It feels like he's going to get traded, right? It just feels like both. It feels like both the Packers and the, and Rogers don't want to come out looking like the bad guy. I don't know what the Packers are so worried about. They did it before and it worked. But even then back then, like the Packers did not want to trade Rogers or Favre to the Vikings. Favre then comes back and beats you. Packers would play the Raiders this year. Maybe that dictates where he goes. I think you just send him, send him, send him to Kansas City for a sixth round pick. Just be like, just get him out of here. Rogers be like, well, I'm not even going to play. And be like, yeah, we don't care. Let's get out of here. That's obviously stupid, but I don't know. Don't, don't judge me too hard. Unless you've walked a mile in my shoes. Like, I got rejected by batteries plus today. Here's Marcus from Fall Creek. Bart, Marcus from Fall Creek. I uh, just had an idea and wanted to chime in on something. I was listening to an older episode from the Lakers game a couple of nights ago, and Matt in the Falls uh, eating the ice cream cone and everybody making fun of different events that happened that night, whether it's Tony having a date or whatever else. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I want to know two things, though. Um, what are we called as, as fans? Cause like different radio shows or different podcasts, you know, like have their own thing. Like, what are we? Cause whatever that group is, I totally feel like I'm a part of it. I feel like I am sitting at a bar with all of you, like having a beer and laughing and, you know, just, it, it's hard without the, you know, the YouTube stuff to chime in, but I, absolutely love it so i want to know what we are and two like how can we get this thing to be like a part where we could all be at a bar i think it'd be a really super awesome idea uh not anything near a you know cigar dinner or anything like that but i think it'd just be really cool to plan like a brewer's day for winkler fans or do something cool like that where we could all meet up and hang out and because I, I, I really honestly feel like this is a, a group that I just want to be a part of. And I listen to it daily and love it. So those are my two things. Um, I, I hope to hear from you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, that's very nice. And I think that a big part of why the podcast is, uh, I, I think making you feel that way is because of everybody that joins, you know, I yeah my I plaster my name on the show it's the thing that I'm doing but I don't like I rely on people to want to join and people do join 
and I do feel like we're building, you know, somewhat of a community. So I would, I'm totally open to do it. Uh, I just got to, I just got to commit myself to do something and, and try to come up with something, but uh, that'll be something that I force myself to do. Cause I think it'd be fun and it would be all fun to get together. Winkler warriors is a name that's been out there. Uh, Winkler whack pack. That's too much like Howard. Although the alliteration's nice. Uh, I don't know. You guys can talk about amongst yourselves on that. All right. Uh, that'll wrap it up for Tuesday. I hope you have a good Valentine's day. Again, I'll be spending mine. Um, I'll, I'll go to my wife. Hey, do you want to put the kid to bed? And she'll be like, Tuesdays are your night. I'll be like Bucks Celtics. And I'll come down here and do a post game show and uh, get drunk. So that's my plans. I hope you guys have a good night and we will talk to you after Bucks Celtics. And uh, that'll be Wednesday's show as well. The Bart Winkler Show. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.